The opinions expressed in this program reflect only those of the participants and are not necessarily those of the sponsors, management, or staff of WTBQ Radio or FST Broadcasting Corporation. WTBQ. Good morning, everybody. This is Stephen Keter with the Free Speech Show. And as always here with the stu- in the studio with me is Jay Westerwald. Good morning, Stephen. Good morning, Jay. Uh, we're going to have a very exciting program that uh, once again is dedicated to the project Pulpit Rock Inn right here in Warwick, New York. And uh, the line. I'm sorry, Pulpit Rock. What? What's this project? <laughs> I've never heard of it, Stephen. Well, that was uh, funny enough. Uh, that was uh, the reason we both met. Yeah. And uh, the start of the collaboration on uh, on a project, and uh, the, the tremendous amount of work has been done, and as a result of it, uh, of your involvement and eco integration, there was the whole program that was created, Vira Verde, how to make this program one of a kind and set the new standard of eco-integration in the industry. You were the one who uh, gained notoriety, so to speak, uh, fighting the hospitality industry. Or <laughs> yeah, or at least the yeah, at least the hypocrisy in it with uh, the you know the the green initiatives, and that's what. Uh, thanks for mentioning uh, Vero Verde. That's what that's about. Uh, True Green. Um, try to help. Uh, the hospitality and other industries to implement truly green practices. So it has been a a really cool, lucky partnership to run into you and uh, get involved in this because it's sort of a, it works as a a nice proving ground for a lot of the uh, Vero Verde principles. And, and, and like ideas. I said, it's new standard. It's a new concept in hospitality. It's a new standards for the industry, and that's something that we believe is going to not only. Uh, put uh, Warwick on a map as a travel destination. It, it is already in its own right, but uh, open new possibilities, new recreational uh, ideas and activities that currently are missing or absent in Warwick. Um, so uh, as part of uh, Vira Verde initiative, uh, we try to keep everybody uh, in a community engaged. And uh, in the past probably about three months we've been uh, on a weekly basis uh, putting those eco integration integrating measures up in a print uh, taking half a page of Warwick Valley Dispatch our community's newspaper and I hope that will uh, sort of like distilled in today in the conversation with, that we're trying to have and have people uh, excited and uh, talking about it and see what new possibilities it will open for Warwick. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned that because one of the reasons really for this radio show and for these uh, half-page info ads that we've been putting in the Warwick Valley Dispatch, Warwick's hometown newspaper, um, and that's not a plug, it's actually just a good descriptor, is that initially with your project, uh, I came I came back stateside last March, so really just about a year ago, and, um, you know, I was uh, approached by a lot of people who were, you know, uh, very upset about a, a project going in in Warwick, a hotel project. And uh, they asked me to get involved in, in fighting it. And I took a look at it and thought, well, you know, why fight this? It actually looks like something really good in every way. And a lot of other people got drawn into that vortex, people who I think had they had the information availed to them would have said, this is a great idea. Wow, what a beautiful ecotourism step forward for the town, for the village, because it borders the village, and uh, for the ambient ecology of the region, for the wildlife and for the school kids, definitely to have a place to go study nature and stuff, um, a very accessible place. And I think if the information had been availed to these people, they wouldn't have gotten drawn drawn into this uh, shadowy vortex that a couple of self-serving people really had started to stir and made a little whirlpool that pulled other pulled other uh, chips into the chocolate chip batter but you know jumping forward what we've endeavored to do is to inform people through all of this uh, you know as to what we're doing and as a result thankfully almost predictably but you can't really predict anything with with people um uh, the opposition has really dwindled there's not really much of an opposition to this project anymore um a lot of people who originally signed on to oppose it have reached out to me personally through social media phone calls out of the blue saying jay this just sounds like such a cool thing i'd like to be involved i can't believe what you guys are doing mr keter's vision really is something different something you know truly unique and something necessary 
uh, for our community. Because again, I, I always say it jokingly, Stephen, Warwick has all these great things to do, you know, and great festivals and all, but it seems like the village's motto should be, you know, come visit Warwick. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. <laughs> No, I, I totally agree with you, and uh, especially with the number of people reaching out and saying what a great idea, and uh, all those um, um, eco-integrating measures that has been already put in the print and committed to, it's easy enough to implement. It's uh, we, we worked very hard to, to think those details. Some of this absolutely proprietary as a result of... Uh, once again, you, Jay Westerville, designing them for that specific project. It's a site-specific that includes a lot of features that are currently present on that particular site. Right. And uh, so even though there's a tendency and other people trying to, I don't want to uh, just to put it to steal an idea, you know, which is happening. It uh, is happening with this project <laughs> and with other projects taking the uh, idea. I, yes. I still uh, hope that uh, people realize that, you know, this can be something that, the combination of all of them together, the sum of them, that's what makes it absolutely different and uh, to separate from the rest of it and makes it sort of stand up and shine. Yeah. So um, we would like to once again engage the community, engage people who are listening and to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, this is why uh, we decided to uh, put this in a print to uh, for everybody uh, to have a chance to review and get more information from people who are involved in the project. And also to hear your fed feedback. So the lines are open today. The number to the studio is 845-651-1110. And we, would, we are very much interested to hear your opinion on it. And also, um, we, as always, it became a good tradition on this program to promote not only local businesses, but the local history. And uh, we have sponsors, uh, local businesses, who once again stepped up. And we are offering today... Uh, prizes for the most interesting ideas and questions, maybe something we haven't thought about or maybe something that worth paying attention to. So uh, once again, uh, by uh, courtesy of Sam's Meat Warehouse, we have for our uh, interested people today who are going to call in with suggestions and ideas, we have a following prizes. We have, uh, and it's all done in uh, sort of like a family size meals enough to feed six to eight people nice so we uh, our winners going to be able to choose from crown roast of lamb hmm. uh, 16 chops that's and that's enough to feed like i said six to eight people eight centicar pork of bonin uh, roast eight chops and we're gonna if we have time to speak maybe more in length of that special pork products that sam's meat warehouse carry uh, boneless prime rib five pounds veal rib roast six chops or the whole uh, goose so here's your prizes. I uh, hope everybody's tuning in. I hope uh, people do have an ideas to share. So if you have something to contribute to this conversation about the uh, upcoming project, please uh, call the studio. The number once again is 845-651-1110. And also if people have questions about any of our eco-integration features that we've mentioned in the paper and on uh, this radio show, uh, please call in if you'd like a little more information about them, and we'll talk about them with you on the air. Um, among those features are our sustainable water and energy systems, our pollinator gardens, especially our monarch milkweed uh, patch, thistle gardens for native finches, the Weyanda Creek uh, kayak and canoe launch, which features uh, pedal to paddle, where you can have a totally carbon neutral outing where you go bicycling, lock your bicycle up on the site, unlock your canoe and go paddle. Uh, we'll have bird nest boxes for many types of birds around the area, a meditation and yoga garden uh, near the base of Pulpit Rock, which I'm very excited about, locavore picnics and foraging hikes where we take you out and show you which plants to are, are edible, where you can find them, etc. really right at and near the site. And the craziest one, perhaps, is the we want to have the highest plant diversity in the entire Hudson Valley, just on this uh, almost 10-acre site. We plan to do it. It's not that difficult. It's just going to be quite an achievement to be able to claim. And it really seems very interesting. Um, we'll have an interpretive nature trail. We plan to have an indigenous people's cultural center and powwow site. Uh, we'll have a local history center and a place for local artists and artisans to have a curated gallery. And Stephen's really amazing idea is to reestablish Warwick's, is it the Pioneer Coach? Pioneer Coach, yeah. Which is something where, whereby uh, hotel guests, and in some cases maybe uh, Warwick residents, can use uh, the 
hotel's coach service to visit various points of interest and also to get to and from the village, which is a short walk anyway, so that they can go into town, maybe have a drink and come back safely to the hotel. And we're both excited about the doggy park playground idea, especially a real playground. Absolutely. That, Absolutely. that one's big. And so, go ahead, Stephen, sorry. So uh, I think uh, once again, I would like to uh, mention the numbers to call to the studio, 845-651-1110. And you can also text 845-328-0886. And we'll uh, come back after the break. Sam's Mead Warehouse has been supplying restaurants and shops with the highest quality local and sustainably sourced prime and choice wholesale mead, steaks, poultry, seafood, and much more for over 20 years. Whether you're a small family butcher shop or a busy steakhouse, expect A1 service and the finest products available. Call Sam's at 845-651-MEAT or visit the store right off Route 17A in Florida, New York for the highest quality products at unbeatable prices. This is attorney Bob Kruhulik of the law firm Beatty & Kruhulik, the lawyer guy. Tune in every Tuesday at 12 noon for the latest legal advice and tips. We're taking calls and giving answers to all your legal questions. That's every Tuesday at 12 noon on Radio Worth Listening To. Hi, this is John Stein, host of the Hootenanny Cafe, inviting you to join me every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here, 93.5 FM or WTBQ.com, for the best in folk music anywhere. WTBQ! Back with... We're back with free speech. Uh, right here in studio is Stephen Keeter and uh, Jay Westervelt. You can say and hear that we're having a lot of fun today, this morning. <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot of chatter uh, during the breaks, for sure. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting. The, the lines are open at 845-651-1110 if anybody has questions about the features and some suggestions. For suggestions... Um, at Sam's Meat Warehouse is actually going to give prizes, uh, even if those suggestions aren't implemented. I mean, you know, somebody might suggest that we have a SpaceX landing pad there. Great suggestion. A helicopter pad. Yeah, or, or a helicopter pad. Which might be think relevant, uh, but I always like to think that uh, one head is good to always better. So Absolutely. We, maybe there's somebody out there listening that uh, and thinking about something we haven't thought as a team. Because that's obviously, this has all this design is a result of, of like I said, tremendous work uh, done by Jay Westervelt and um, other team members. But uh, anything environmental and ecological, ecology related, that's obviously, uh, Jay, it's your turf and you, you've done amazing job. Uh, thanks. And, it, you know, and again, uh, thanks for the shout out to the team, too, because it's not just me. It's it is the team as well. And without them, uh, a lot of these measures we wouldn't have thought of, we wouldn't have here in print. Um, so it, it's an exciting thing. And uh, it was nice that Taylor popped her head in and even suggested some ideas. Well, I mean, she works at the station. Can she still get a prize? What, what's she going after? No, absolutely. And this is just uh, shows how sometimes I, I like to think there's no end to good things. Yes. You can always contribute and uh, put something on a table or on a drawing board that will get everybody's head uh, you know, like sort of like uh, thinking. And uh, that's what we would like to hear from you guys today. Uh, please, uh, you had a chance to read it. You, uh, We have, I would like to think, a loyal follow-up uh, in uh, terms of the audience. Uh, give us a call. Tell us which uh, integrative uh, feature you like the most, which one is your favorite, because obviously uh, they all, uh, we're going to prioritize it and see which one is mostly resonate within the community. My, my favorite one is... Uh, Pedal to pedal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of mine. You know what I didn't mention before, though, is also the uh, trout fishing center, a fly fishing center, I should say. That one's kind of exciting. That's my own personal favorite. I personally heard people reaching back to me and telling that, uh, you know, um, Warwick back in the days used to be a mecca of sports uh, fishing was. and hunting and uh, for, for the sportsmen. Now we don't have any accommodations and uh, with those uh, going away, so did the opportunities and pretty much the activities went out as well. You know, um, I have a, 
great aunts and uncles and a grandfather who, who, you know, long gone, who talked about Babe Ruth spending so much time in Warwick for hunting and for fishing. He used to stay at the family farm, the Wright Farm, uh, over on Kings Highway uh, quite a lot, or he'd hunt there especially. He stayed at the Glenmare Mansion back in the day constantly. Uh, it was the Duke and Duchess of Windsor Suite, uh, where Babe Ruth always stayed at the Glenmare Mansion and uh, took advantage of the great uh, hunting and fishing opportunities there. And, you know, the Glenmare Mansion right on Glenmare Reservoir, they had massive facilities for uh, releasing pheasant, uh, quail, ducks even back then for sportsmen and uh, beautiful fishing facilities. And that kind of thing doesn't so much exist anymore. And again, it was a Mecca, so it'll be interesting when it, we see how it works out here just with fishing. Uh, because I believe with the, just like with any activity out there, you have to have, um, you know, it comes with the tools of the, uh, you know, sort of whether you need skis, whether you need fishing rods, whether you need, uh, you know, it's, uh, you need, that and you need accommodations and you need a chance to stay and enjoy what, what you're essentially doing so we currently i'm uh, kind of sad to say we don't have that no and and it's interesting when you look into our history books i remember um professor richard hall our town historian uh, had suggested in two of his books that the red swan inn on which this is modeled to some degree sort of a throwback idea mm -hmm. of the original red swan inn in warwick and we're trying to build on its success because back in the days that was the hotel in new york state not to be surprised by any others Absolutely. And that's, i'm actually quoting <laughs> you know article out of uh, what is it 1904 I believe so. I'm not sure. It kind it's, of doesn't. It's in the beginning uh, turn of the century because I know that it ceased to exist in, in the 1950s due to the fire. Fire, It has yes. been destroyed by the fire. But a lot of ideas. And back in the day, it was one of the most modern hotels that offered amenities that, uh, you know, not every uh, hotel could boast. Yeah. And uh, Pioneer Coach is one of those amenities. Yeah, and it's, you know, uh, Professor Hull said in his book that, you know, wealthy uh, New York City uh, residents would come up and stay at the Red Swan Inn just to take part in the sporting activities around here, the hunting and the fishing. And uh, there's, I, my gosh, with such renewed interest in fly fishing in uh, the past decade, I just, I see it as, as a real hit there. And toward that end, I've already been uh, in contact with four different fish hatcheries about different strains of brook trout to uh, release. Yeah, because I understand there's the whole procedure which mm -hmm. uh, you have knowledge of and know how to. Uh, the, I know this requires DEC coordination. Sure. And uh, to introduction of particular species to, to an environment. So uh, it's not just uh, when, when people read about it, it's exciting to read, but you have to understand, uh, and I'm uh, talking to the listeners out there, what a tremendous work has been done in order to put those that... Uh, <coughs> Vero Verde uh, design together. Sure. And, you know, I am i don't know if you know, but um, I, I've uh, been coordinating with the DEC. I, Stephen, actually, I'll tell you on the air um, about the Trees for Tribs program, which is part of the uh, New York State DEC's Hudson River Estuary program. Uh, free trees and shrubs for erosion control along watersheds. And I've uh, put in tomorrow I'll submit the application for uh, trees and shrubs for the site for along the way we onto there um, I've got the maps and everything set out and um, that might be interesting yeah, to just our tree diversity. Uh, and uh, the you know wet delineation or wet report uh, lens report just came in that has been submitted to American Corp of Engineers so uh, it's it's uh, the project it didn't go idle. It's uh, slowly but surely we were putting together uh, secret and uh, the uh, all, all the uh, studies uh, that needs to be done and the research. Uh, and now this is not required by secret. What we're discussing. None of this, this is far and beyond. Yeah, we could. You know, you could move forward with your project without doing any of these things, and I'm sure you'd get approval because everything um, you know pans out correctly. You've had innumerable studies done. And like you say, you, you just uh, got the results of your wetland delineation for our Corps of Engineers and all. And, and that went very well. And interestingly, as I've said so many times before, there are no wetlands on the side of the creek where your project is and very limited on the right. other side and very uh, what we call low richness uh, wetlands. And of course, it, it occurs downstream of a, a 
chemical manufacturing place, but nobody worried about that when they were complaining about, oh, gee, there may be road salt from cars parking at the hotel. Uh, but that's, you know, that sort of selective science, uh, which is employed by people sometimes when they're trying to push a personal agenda instead of looking out for the greater good of the community. But I think this is a, a good indicator on um, the devotion and determination that the team the, that working on a Pal Petrokin uh, project has is just like you mentioned, those uh, um, American Corp of Engineers wetland determination has been uh, done and completed and uh, which we not anywhere or touching or disturbing wetlands. So we could have just, you know, went by without trying to improve anything yet. Uh, you yourself, you go to a great length to make sure that uh, you're already applying to DEC, submitting applications, uh, trying to uh, introduce new but native um, yes. uh, you know, plants that, that would benefit the site, that would straighten up those, uh, the, the shore, that would uh, complement to uh, diversity of, uh, of the site altogether. Sure. And, uh, you know, I'm really excited. The composition of plants that I put on the application... Um, are perfect for this site. Uh, they don't require too much sunlight. Uh, if it were um, an open field where the stream actually went through, we'd be looking at different plants uh, for the order. And it's nice. They provide, you know, it's it's free. It's provided by the state, these plants. And they, um, these trees and shrubs, I should say, not just any plants. And they provide guidance, et cetera, for that kind of thing. But I've, I've worked with the Hudson River Estuary Program uh, on and off on a very limited basis uh, for over 20 years uh, on many projects. And, and they do a good job up there. They do when it's, especially when it's something like this, where they're looking for citizen science input and help. So it, it I'm pretty excited about it. And I'm ex excited really about the plantings that we plan to do. And to me, one of the most exciting things, even though it's so tiny and so simple, uh, it's something, you know, I could do right now after the show quickly is a planting of native uh, prickly pear cactus right on the rock and the rocks near it. And I, I think we have a call coming in, Stephen. Caller, uh, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, Joe from Florida calling in. Hey, Joe. How are you? Um, I just tuned in. I didn't, and I've heard you guys in the past talking about uh, different amenities you're going to have. Um, uh, I don't know if you talked about it already. The ice skating rink, is that still a uh, thought? Oh, yeah, I didn't mention it on this show, but it is. And, and thanks for calling about that, Joe. Yeah, it's, you know, it's strange. Warwick's a, a great village. It has so many beautiful things. But there's no ice skating rink, and it's so simple to do. You know, it's so, you know, the village of Florida, from where you're calling, which is in the town of Warwick, has an ice skating rink. The hamlet of Pine Island, which is also in the town of Warwick, has one. But this wonderful bucolic village, this Victorian charming village, doesn't have an ice skating rink. Yeah, I t I'll tell you, it's in talking to, I know a lot of parents whose kids play a lot of hockey. And unfortunately, right where we are, Florida, Warwick, in this area, you're kind of dead in the middle of 35 to 45 minute drive to a rink, either either direction, whether you're going to Ice Time in Newburgh sure. or Skylands in uh, Franklin, New Jersey. Interesting. Yeah. So, uh, like something that's more of a size that uh, where hockey practice could occur, that that would be helpful. Well, I think anything skating wise. Um, I mean. You see people were nuts to skate this year because we haven't had this weather in the last couple of years where ponds froze over. Yeah. You know, they, they love the skating. And in not in, I'm not defending the, uh, <laughs> the village of Warwick at all, but uh, they attempted to put up years and years ago, many years, I'm dating myself, when I was a kid, they used to <laughs> freeze over Stanley Deming Park, the basketball courts. Yes, I remember. And that was always awesome. What they did after a while was the, there was a pavilion down in Memorial Park, and sure. they thought, we'll build an ice skating rink like what Florida has underneath the pavilion. So you can skate at all times, and the pavilion will keep the sun off of it, so maybe it'll stay, the ice will stay better. Well, you had a lot of knucklehead kids that <laughs> destroyed it, and that's, that's oh, yeah. why Warwick doesn't have it. That's horrible. Yeah, well, it, it, they probably haven't had it for 10 years, but it, two or three years in a row, the uh, the village DPW took care of it, and they they just 
every day it was just beat up and cracked and it was terrible and there was a great dpw back then too i i remember it very very well and they the guys kind of you know did the work of a, a hundred guys it seemed if it's you know if an ice rink is on a site like this where it's private property with high security but accessible to warwick residents and only warwick residents aside from hotel guests do you feel that that might be that might uh assuage some of those other issues oh yeah i think i think it would definitely would i mean you know you talk to people that they just they can't wait and and look at the weather in in hopes that greenwood lake is going to freeze over yeah <laughs> you know and people were this year people were out on wickham lake yeah for sure that's so, a great point but you know just not to keep you guys talking about this but i think it's a great idea thank you very Good much Joe. yes it is uh, and i think we have our first uh, winner uh frankly because uh, the, that's something that uh, Joe came called in. This is a great idea. We, in fact, uh, thought about it. And uh, but any kind of input, like uh, there's a lot of details. Especially, uh, you see, now uh, we know that the security is not. It's just about as important as uh, the low temperatures. Yeah, and I, I didn't think of that. And that's you know that's on Joe. Thank you very much, caller. Thank you, Joe. And uh, if you're still listening, uh, Sam's Meat Warehouse uh, have your uh, price. So please come in and claim from the list that I read in the beginning of the program. I believe we have another caller online. And uh, caller, what's your name and where are you calling from? Hi, Stephen. This is Brian. How you doing, Brian? How you doing, man? Pretty I'm good. Let you know, man. I think that's a great idea. The things you're doing there. I've lived in Warwick my whole life, man, and you're looking to do a lot of stuff with it, with the fishing and the walking and the biking and my God, we got that at Wickham, and you got to pay for that, and you're offering it free to people. I think that's a great thing. Uh, Brian, I know you as a vivid sportsman. Uh, you a fisherman. You a hunter, and uh, I've seen some of your trophies, which is uh, absolutely, uh, you know, very, very impressive. And uh, some coming from uh, somebody like you, that that's really means a lot. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of activities that otherwise only people like you that know how to go uh, about it and out of the way uh, can essentially enjoy. Oh, yeah, man. Like I said, it's my whole life in Warwick, and I think it's a beautiful piece of property, and, and I think it's a wonderful thing what you're doing with it. You're, you're opening up to all of us. That's never been like that before. I just want to let you know, man, it's a great thing you're doing. Well, that's another g great aspect because uh, I think Brian actually uh, sees through and when a lot of people just see the project coming in, we, in fact, one of the main key features and purposes of this project is to keep it open uh, to the community. Absolutely. Oh, thank you, Brian. Well, Brian, we have an, uh, yet another winner. I, I can <laughs> see somebody who's following up, very active in the community and, uh, you know, have something to contribute. So, congratulations. I just like Thank you. Thank you for calling and thank you for listening. Thank you, man. Oh, great call, man. And uh, you know what? It, it's a lot of people d did not realize. I remember one of the gentlemen screaming, screaming uh, here in a studio, like going absolutely with the foam in his mouth, probably, you know, on the other end of the phone, that uh, I want you to build homes here. I want you to build houses. Oh, yeah. Without realizing that that would... Close, Close this it. property forever. Yeah, even if even if they had a conservation easement that would be overseen by an HOA, it would be closed off. Sounds like there may be another caller. Caller, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Hi, this is Jackie from Pine Island. Hey, Jackie, how are you? Um, I'm, I'm kind of curious because you guys have a lot of different things planned, it seems. And as we know, projects tend to take a little bit longer and go over budget. So, you know, do you guys have uh, like a must-have or nice-to-have list or... Um, are you planning on phasing things in as this goes? Because, you know, it seems like a lot to do at once. Ah, good. Uh, so are we prioritizing, essentially? Uh, great question. Yes, we are. The things that I listed, and uh, to try to answer you both concisely and comprehensively, the things that we listed are all pretty simple, especially by contrast to the hotel project itself and putting in the actual infrastructure. As far as the must-haves, the way we under and this is just in terms of these eco-integrative things not the hotel it, uh, itself which has its own separate laundry list the way we under creek kayak and canoe launch uh pedal to paddle we're doing that it, i mean that absolutely that is happen. a site specific that has been designed even though there's many people that would like probably imitate <laughs> and and yeah. own it already oh. starting yeah <laughs> that, that that once again many of these uh, features are site specific and uh, jackie i think uh, People like you calling, 
if you would have to take a vote, and this is essentially uh, we're trying to figure out which features are more popular with the community and with the people and which sh we should have uh, give priority to. So what uh, if you would have to choose, what would be your, uh, your choice? Well, I definitely, I'm a big kayaker, so I love the kayaking idea. And, uh, you know, just all the, the diversity plantings uh, sounds, those do sound the most interesting to me. Well, those are, in fact, already committed to it. This is not if or when. That, that's uh, one of those that's going to be implemented with the, the, the very first ones. And uh, building up biodiversity and uh, planting variety is, in fact, is going to take place before even uh, the project is fully approved uh, because we were planning on it uh, once the weather permits. Yeah, and I, you know, oh, wow. I, I love this question, Jackie, because I'm trying to, you know, again, answer you both comprehensively and, uh, you know, concisely. So trying to answer you in reverse and say, well, which ones could we release if we had to, let's say, out of these 18 ideas, come down with just six of them? Um, you know, I, I hope I don't sound like a salesman or something. They're all so simple. I just don't see why all of them wouldn't be implemented. You know, again, sustainable water and energy systems means that we have rainwater uh, collection cisterns for watering our gardens at the ends of our um, gutters on the building, which is pretty simple. Uh, the um, pervious parking. It's a uh, smart management to begin with. Uh, right. You know, it's, the, the resources. It's not something that, uh, once again, the I think the hotel is going to be very unique because of the sum of all of this. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I know we have to go to a break quickly, but one other thing that I didn't mention is we're going to have sort of a nature observatory area, be that along one of the hallways in the hotel where there are seats set up with uh, binoculars, uh, you know, that are, set up on stands so people can watch nature from there or a separate building that's something that again it's integral to the building itself so it's sort of a no-brainer but thanks so much for your call and after the break i think we can talk more about absolutely. it. absolutely thank you butcher with old-time family values. Remember back in the day when people knew their butcher by name and visiting them was a social experience? They would talk to customers about how to cook a piece of meat to perfection. Sam's combines old-world methods with modern techniques. Call your favorite butcher, Sam's, at 845-651-MEAT or visit the store right off 17A in Florida, New York, for the highest quality products at unbeatable prices. Hi, this is your favorite assemblyman, Carl Brabadek. And your state senator, Mike Martucci. And we are teaming up for the Friday Roundtable, where we'll be talking about what's happening in Albany. That's every Friday at 9 a.m. On, on radio, radio worth listening to. You have a car problem? Maybe it's a mechanic problem. Maybe it's not. Sounds like a job for me, Ron and Annie and the Car Doctor. That's right, Sunday mornings at 8. Get up early, let's hang out, let's talk about cars, let's all get smarter, let's solve some car problems. Ron and Annie and the Car Doctor, here Sunday mornings at 8. WTBQ As a weak area of low pressure moves away this afternoon, any lingering rain or showers will taper off and end, remaining mostly cloudy mid-40s. Tonight, partly cloudy with patchy fog, 25 to 30, Sunday, cloudy with rain returning in the early afternoon around 40. Finally drying out and clearing on Monday as it turns partly sunny, 45 to 50. From the WTBQ Weather Center, I'm WeatherWorks meteorologist John Leo. WTBQ. And we're back with free speech. This is Jay Westerveld, and I am the sort of permanent guest here on Stephen Keeter's show. We had a great, uh, three really great calls and, and sort of like uh, compliment suggestions, both, which was really kind of cool because, you know, three people uh, called in and made us see things a little differently with some of the plans we have to help us improve them. Just a different, uh, from the different kind of angle. Uh, yeah. The security, for example, which was Technically, I mean, like, uh, never a concern, but uh, apparently it is. And uh, that's, once again, it shows that 
the on uh, grounds of private property where security uh, is already uh, planned for oh yeah that wouldn't be an issue yeah and the security at the pulpit rock site is it's in and of itself going to be kind of legendary me patrolling with the rottweilers i mean <laughs> <laughs> those vicious rottweilers uh just for clarification steven doesn't own rottweilers we both love rotties or i know i do um but steven has uh what you you, you have some uh russian terrier of some sort black russian terrier black russian terriers and um an angry local professor uh wrote an angry letter to the newspaper that was absolutely full of um untruths every and sentence we, every we, sentence we, we was took absurd. sentence by sentence we had a great fun and, and, and a time just laughing and it, it describes stephen like this this uh roman this Ro roman legionnaire he said that the man patrols the property with two rottweilers and you know i called steven up when i read the letter steven you got rotties can i come see them and i think professor was mostly upset that uh somebody uh, finally took the property that uh, essentially closed for for the public and he was uh, screaming that it's going to be lost forever in fact it's complete opposite because yeah. uh, and i think one of our uh, callers just pointed that exactly out i think that was brian who said this property will open new possibilities it will stay open to the public and the only way to for it to remain uh, accessible is to put a public access uh, sure and here's the thing so many of these people with their letters to the editor there was one in the times herald record recently not even worth mentioning <clears throat> and um they talk about the rock being destroyed and that is the the biggest paradox of the whole thing stephen when i've said to you hey man you know that this is kind of a small site people are upset you know there's a lot of other property in warwick why don't put why don't you put your hotel somewhere else you've said because the rock is cool i love the rock i want to celebrate the rock i i really want to do something nice with that that beautiful rock in the field sure it has no historical significance sure it has no ecological significance but it's cool, it's pretty, and the community should be able to enjoy it. And yet these self-same people who allege to, you know, oppose the project because of accessibility and saving the rock, well, they're the ones who really functionally are hurting accessibility to it and preservation of it. Uh, I think uh, anybody who kind of looks closely at uh, what has been done and uh, so far, uh, we are the only people despite of uh, all the noise and everything else happening around it, we're the only people who were dedicated to preservation of this property and this rock. Yeah, I like Joe from Florida calling in mentioning hockey, by the way, because when I, I have a lot of friends uh, who are parents of, of hockey playing kids, and you really do have to go pretty far away to find a place for those kids Absolutely. to work out. We, uh, my family and uh, we used to take kids to Palisades uh, Mall, where uh, there's another rink right there. And uh, Joe said it's it's within an hour drive, depending on. Uh, we usually do it on a weekend. Mm -hmm. That's when the <laughs> the roads are the most congested. Yeah, and that uh, takes uh, hours out of your life. You know, at my <laughs> my my other uh, home city, uh, Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia. I live in a uh, kind of like a housing project. It looks a lot like Co-op City does down in the Bronx. And mm -hmm. a, a lot of the areas there look like that. And this is a post-communist area uh, where I live and it's called Hurd, H-U-R-D. Uh, and in Hurd, there's a lot of soccer fields, a lot of basketball courts for the kids. Like, as you know, from Central Europe, there is always much more for kids. There are always playgrounds. And that's essentially how I grew up. Uh, sure. Those, uh, it's uh, usually five-story buildings. Yep. And yep. uh, there's a lot of kids. There's a lot of flats, apartments. and Those uh, Russian five-story buildings <laughs> yeah. everywhere. I lived in one of those uh, three years ago, but then I moved to one of these modern ones. It's 12 floors. But, you know, what my point here is, I was looking at, I'm in Facebook groups for, you know, the community in which I live over there. I'm looking at pictures, Stephen. Every playground, every parking lot, every basketball court has the tiny little, um, often water-filled dividers set up. It, they're filled with water and there are ice rinks everywhere around every building not just cluster of buildings in, in i don't our... want to say that this is a mickey mouse job because no. it isn't it's properly done but it's so simple all you need is the weather's cooperation you need low temperatures and a tarp it's so <laughs> simple and it's it's confounding that it, you know the village of warwick hasn't taken the time to do it now like joe from florida calling in did point out hey you know it got vandalized by kids a lot well sure that um you know sort of structure in the park was getting vandalized but as far as like in florida where they just set up the little 
uh, what's the right word for it? Those little borders to hold the water in, essentially, those water-filled things. Water bags, I don't know. It's yeah, essential. water bags, and then you fill water in the center, and it can just be a few inches, and you have somewhere to skate. And by the way, there's no danger of falling through the ice when it's like four inches above macadam. So that's not going to be vandalized. And of course, on the hotel site, which will be accessible to only to Warwick residents and to hotel guests with great security, including cameras, and the layout that your security team has already in place for cameras is uh, pretty impressive. That won't occur. There won't be any vandalism. And now there can be special times where kids wanting to do a little, you know, just a little hockey uh, workout can do it. You know, not full games, but uh, it's going to be really nice. I grew up here. We all played pond hockey. Not me so much because I was a skier and like it or not, you know, I got dragged to the mountain and thrown down the hill while my friends were playing hockey. And I'm, I'm not a great skater as a result or not like my friends. We always had a place to play. That's not how it is anymore. This is the, the 21st century where you know, little Bobby's not usually going to be allowed to drag his gear, especially if he's a goalie, through the, through the fields to a farm pond and, you know, try to get little Bobby to shovel in this day and age, to shovel the snow off. doesn't happen. So having this ice rink right here in Warwick on the edge of the village will really be nice. I'm excited about it. So, so am I. Uh, once again, this is, uh, you know, uh, you know. It, it seems like it's uh, it's a labor of uh, the the past year, but it's not. And I, uh, you know, what comes to my mind then, uh, you know, a very famous episode uh, when there's a, a great painter was sitting in a restaurant and got spotted by one of the fans, came up and said, uh, "Please, master, uh, I'd like just to have something. Could you just scribe something, just on a napkin or something?" So the guy uh, does the uh, little, you know, davo and said the hangs it out, and, and and the lady said any kind of money. It's uh, because where else? It's such a you know pleasure to see. I'm such a big fan. I'll pay anything. So uh, he scrapes up a little dove on a napkin and says, okay, twenty thousand dollars, let's say. And the, nice. And and uh, she said, well, it only took you two seconds. And he said, no, ma'am, it took me forty years. Nice. <laughs> sure. So, so, so uh, this result of this is actually, I'm pretty sure that you conceived and maybe like, uh, you know, carried uh, many years ago. And now we have essentially like, like a, you know, blanket, uh, blank canvas that we can implement all those features that never been put together. I think uh, that in itself is such an achievement. Oh, yeah, I, and I agree. And, it, you know, it goes to the team. And you uh, are part of the team, of course, even though you're the project leader. And I hope that the rack rate at the hotel won't be $20,000 as a result of this. <laughs> that may be a little prohibitive for guests. No, but a lot of these uh, features, you know, like I like working with architects. I like working uh, with the architects that look like builder, uh, or, yeah. let's say an engineer, because he's always in the back of his mind. He keeps the cost and I, uh, there's more than once that we were sitting over the set of plans and the guy said, okay, uh, I can draw whatever you want me to draw, but if I increase the size of the, let's say, living room by four feet, you're going to have to go to engineered lumber. That's going to increase your cost. And, and so uh, everything gets uh, sort of like a reflection on the bottom line and everything else. So all the uh, features that uh, part of uh, Vero Verde program that we're discussing today, they are... So, I don't want to say once again, the easy implementation is not the right word. It takes dedication, it takes commitment to do it, but it's all possible. It, it's all doable. It's all it takes is desire to actually and commitment to do it. Yeah, and that I, speaks to Jackie's question on the phone about, well, which ones, you know, uh, you guys have a, a pretty big uh, plate going on there. How are you going to eat it all? You know, right. and it's a great point. And, you know, the, I, I hate to, again, repeat what you just said that short answer but it's sincere these are all simple um and just because they're a dove drawn on a napkin doesn't mean that they're garbage these are Absolutely. just it's one of those things it's truly a head slapper like you know uh, again the pollinator gardens i'm proud of that you know there's a there's a commercial building over in blooming grove i apologize i can't remember the name of the project it's huge and uh, it's something calm uh, so, you know, COM for communication is part of the name and it's a, it's a big corporation. They have a gigantic commercial park over there. And instead of having the usual grass everywhere, 
they have beautiful uh, wildflower plantings, the entire yarding and everything. And it just blew my mind. And that's right here in Orange County. But it looks like there's a caller. Caller, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Oh, hi. Good morning. It's Rita from Warwick. Hi, Rita from Warwick. How are you? Good. How are you guys doing today? Very good. You sound great. You sound great. Lots of uh, good ideas. Thank you, baby. So this is just a request. I would like a cute little tea room looking out onto the courtyard that even though you're not staying at the Pulpit Rock Inn, you could come and have tea there. It would be so nice for people to just see the place. Absolutely. uh, You can reserve a room for tea. Rita, I totally agree. This is something, this is one light, just like... uh, many other things uh, that just uh, genius in their simplicity uh, you know <clears throat> i love it hey you know i'm rita i'm a little jealous why didn't one of us come up with that that's actually a brilliant idea when, when i was a little boy um uh, my mom my grandmother and my great-grandmother we'd all go in my grandmother's car to <laughs> actually there were two hotels including the glenmare at times where you could do that when I was a little boy, and then there was just a simple, I think it was a Holiday Inn in Middletown, which believe it or not, had, uh, for some reason, we liked going to lunch there, and they had something similar to that. And to see, especially a themed tea room, almost like a, a Russian tea room north. They still have one uh-huh. at, at the Mahon yeah. House, and you can yes. still do that, but that's a pay per uh, fee service, you pay uh, entrance fee, and then you can still do it at the Mahon House uh, Short. Well, that's uh, Rita. That's a, an absolutely splendid that's idea. That's certainly uh, worth uh, the the price that we were discussing. Rita, congratulations! I think we have another winner. Uh, we did uh, those cottages proposed. They will have uh, the um, decks and everything else. But for other, and I think Rita was talking about the village uh, and the town residents. So uh, thank you very yeah. much. Congratulations yeah. on winning the prize. That's certainly oh. something for us to think about, and we're going to talk more about it when we come back. Thank you for calling. Okay. Bye-bye. Coolest suggestion. Sam's Meat Warehouse has been supplying restaurants and shops with the highest quality local and sustainably sourced prime and choice wholesale meat, steaks, poultry, seafood, and much more for over 20 years. Whether you're a small family butcher shop or a busy steakhouse, expect A1 service and the finest products available. Call Sam's at 845-651-MEAT or visit the store right off Route 17A in Florida, New York for the highest quality products at unbeatable prices. Hi, this is Dr. Pierre-Louis, a clinical psychologist. I will take your calls and I will answer all your personal and business relationship questions, helping you create a life healthy in mind, body, and spirit every Friday at 11 a.m. Hi, this is Taylor. Have your second cup of coffee with me every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Learn the latest in news, gossip, health, entertainment, and of course, all about animals. Radio worth listening to. WGHT Pompton Lakes, your community radio station since 1969. And we're back with free speech. This is Jay Westerveld. I am the guest on Stephen Keeter's show, kind of the permanent guest uh, here, sort of the Ed McMahon of this show. Uh, and we're, this episode is anybody listening and there seem to be a lot of people listening is about the pulpit rock in project. That's really what started the whole concept of having this radio show. And you know, what we're doing today is talking about the proposed features we have and telling people give a call in about our inter, uh, eco integration features. And we're also saying, if you have suggestions, call them in. If you have a good suggestion, uh, you'll win a prize here. And that would be, um, one of the dinner, uh, combinations from uh, Sam's Meat Warehouse. But it's interesting. Rita from Warwick just called in talking about having a tea room there. And during the break, uh, Stephen and I very actively were talking about it. Then Taylor, uh, the station manager, popped her head into the booth and said, guys, 
think about the sort of breadth of callers you're having. You're having a sportsman talking about the great fishing possibilities to a lady talking about just wanting to have a, a fine tea room that Warwick residents can use in addition to hotel guests uh, to spend uh, an afternoon uh, tea. And I think that's a great point. Taylor really, Taylor has a great eye for this kind of thing. And, and she sort of saw the uniqueness in that, that we will have something both for sportsmen and for people who just want to have a, maybe a, a sort of higher level event. Uh, it's just, just a very pass humble. Not, not everybody uh, participate in, uh, this is a high rate injury sports or, or adventures. Uh, if you, uh, we're talking about kayaking, or, or uh, you know, skating and uh, hockey playing and stuff like that. But uh, once again, we took something that has been almost forgotten, overgrown, uh, and we're trying to make, put it on a stage, so to speak, and uh, celebrate it uh, for the benefit of the community. And uh, we welcome comments from every member of the community. And Rita... Well, except for one. There is one <laughs> member who's banned. We won't say his name. Well, but he's banned from the radio, so yeah, we, so we don't want him to call. No. Yeah. <laughs> sorry to interrupt you, Stephen. But uh, Rita suggested something once again, and uh, I see the same p pattern. It's not difficult to do because there's going to be infrastructure on site that will allow for, uh, let's say, an over overhang for the summer, or there's going to be still a coffee station uh, or, or a bar, let's say, downstairs, where uh, people will have a chance to, you know, still enjoy the site. Whether somebody, you know, like it was uh, wrongfully said that, you know, some, some people are worshipping the, the stone. Well, if you're one of those, then you, you still will have a, ch uh, a chance to come in, have a cup of coffee and uh, proceed with the, with the prayer. Still, they, they can't do it now or they couldn't prior to your purchase. And, and right now they definitely can't. But when the hotel is underway, yes, it will be publicly and, and, accessible. And I would like people to realize that is the only way to keep this property. And this is what we would like to do uh, accessible not only to the guests, but also to uh, residents of Warwick. And, you know, speaking to like one of the callers, Jackie from Pine Island and to the general public misconceptions at large, this isn't just um, a wish list. Uh, we've already started, you, you'll notice if you drive by clearing around the rock a little, and that clearing has been just of the uh, alien plant species that were overtaking it, things like uh, bittersweet and stuff. And that's a nice start. And then, you know, as I keep saying uh, ad nauseum, the planting of native uh, prickly pear cactus with the beautiful yellow blooms on the rock. I, I don't believe a lot of people realize that, uh, that this is a native uh, New York cactus. When I saw it, and uh, there's a, and, you know, not that far from Warwick, there's a place here where you can go, and it's actually the whole sort of like the, the rock hill and the face of it, it's just completely covered. It's a beautiful yellow flowers, but just to see the, the cactus, and I'm pretty sure it's edible. Every part of it's edible. The uh, the pads, the actual cactus, you know, you'd say leaves. Cactus but the, fruit. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. Not even oh, talking about that. The green part, the leafy part. There's a name part, in Mexican. Nepales. Uh, Nepales. Nepales. Uh -huh. In fact, there was a wonderful place called the Latino Cafe. It's still there on Main Street in the village of Florida, just past Werner's uh, hardware store. Shout out to Werner's. Um, that used to sell them fried and roasted, and they're amazing. Steven, they're so good, especially oh, with lime juice. Oh, that's I right. What am to, I saying? I used to do them myself. Yeah. Uh, they uh, remind me a little bit of okra because of the sliminess, that, that little aspect. You yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah, a great point. That's Yeah, the slime is very much like okra. That's a great point. And then there's the fruit, which makes great jelly. Uh, I like eating the fruit just by itself, um, but it's great for jellies and jams. So that's kind of part of our locavore garden and locavore uh, hikes we want to do for guests and Warwick residents. It's a vicious plant, though. Oh, <laughs> and it's not what you think. If you think, oh, it's got cactus. Oh, I have cactus. Yeah, they're a pain no. when I'm back. It's not that kind of pain. They have these almost microscopic hairs. Needles. It's just you can't even see it. No, and it seems like if you're standing within a foot of that plant, you get them. It's no good. So... <laughs> you don't want to get too close to them, but we'll, uh, with our locavore, um, you know, uh, guided uh, hikes and where we'll actually cook the stuff that we pick, uh, we'll show people how to actually successfully pick them without, um, you know, being full of the thorns. It's really important to learn that part. But the flowers themselves, those beautiful yellow blooms, also edible. Hmm. And they're so good it's incredible it's just it feels like a waste to eat that flower and then say well i've robbed it of that one red fruit that i could eat you know in a month from now uh, i've been uh, living uh, locally for over 20 years and uh, i discovered just recently maybe about within the last two years uh, that uh, that um, 
native local cactus that survives winters like uh, the ones we have in right now. And I was amazed. And I probably to a degree of certainty can tell you that there's many number of people out there listening, sort of still thinking, well, what are these guys talking about? Cactus here uh, under all this snow? Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. And, you know, any me as a skier and snowboarder, uh, most of my life when I'd be living here in New York, uh, twice a year, I'd make a trip out to Lake Tahoe, usually to spend the entire season. Um, and when you're on those high plains of Wyoming, where it gets much cooler than it gets here, go out, stop at a rest stop and go out back to avoid the skanky facilities. If you're a guy and go use the standing room only in the back, you will see bird's nest cactus growing out there among the sagebrush. And it's actually the same um, genus as these, our native cacti, the Apuntia, which is the Latin name for a prickly pear. And um, I've actually picked those out there for, not right behind the rest area and brought them home and put them in pots. And over time, because of the different climate here, they started to look just like a regular uh, prickly pear anyway. No kidding. Yeah, okay. they're, they're adapted very, differently. Very, very interesting. Yeah. The result of the environment. Yeah, yeah, they, they have bigger spines to fight some of the uh, prairie right. dogs. Well, we still have a couple of minutes for the, that lucky caller who still uh, has something to contribute and uh, maybe uh, for discussion or consideration uh, in the future uh, pulpit uh, in hotel. So with the still lines are open up, the number is 845-651-1110. Uh, please give us a call. Uh, like I said, we would like to keep uh, this dialogue uh, between the team that involved on the project and the community open and going. Um, so it's been very successful. There's a lot of suggestions that I found very valid and we have a number of uh, winners already. So I believe there's a couple of more minutes of time that if somebody still would like to call, there's a, there's a chance to do it. And you could also uh, send suggestions uh, right, right in the Facebook page, Pulpit Rock NY, uh, and uh, the website, uh, pulpitrockin.com, uh, both very simple ways to reach us. But the really cool thing here is that when you started this show, Stephen, and I was here and we were talking about the project, you got so many bizarre opposition calls. It was like a Seinfeld episode. These <laughs> it's people, like the people screaming like they, 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 like wild. a lunatic asylum got loose or something. You know, I had to shower when I'd get home, bro. <laughs> and uh, that doesn't happen anymore. And again, uh, well, then the opposition a couple months ago put a full, actually centerfold uh, ad into the newspaper that very vaguely said, you know, we want to preserve the rock, but they didn't articulate how they didn't say what the threat was there is no threat to the rock and so many people who had signed on to that have reached out to me and said if i knew what you guys were doing i would have never signed that thing and they really feel like uh they were sort of pulled into something uh, dishonestly because they were you know these are people who i know really well who i went to school with some of them i went to elementary school with uh, back before electricity and they're, they're saying that they really felt like they were um, sort of keel-hauled into something that was uh, dishonest. And they really support this project. So it's, we see that when we notice no opposition uh, phone calls coming in. We're not refusing any calls. We're taking the calls that uh, Ryan gives us. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, I believe we, now we see that uh, the, the, we have very informed callers. Uh, people that called right now, they are reading the newspapers, they're listening to the show, they're not picking up gossips from the bottom of the gutter, they're not inventing things that are not there, they're not claiming that I'm patrolling the site with the, with the <laughs> you know, vicious dogs, which is none of it is true. In fact, uh, people that are involved in the project, all we would like to do is open this, preserve the site to begin with, and uh, the second purpose is to open it to, to the public. Yeah, and Having the benefit of the hospitality uh, establishment on site, I think uh, the whole community will benefit because this is something that Warwick urgently needs, in my opinion. And that has been confirmed by a lot of uh, social studies and uh, demographics and uh, economic. And we uh, working with the Orange County uh, Office for Tourism and Orange County Economic Development. And everybody's involved can uh, confirm the need that this is much needed, this is a, something that will create jobs, will create uh, the source of uh, extra income, uh, and uh, once again, to refuse something like that with all those extra benefits of uh, that's gonna come out of recreational activities, I don't know who would call in his right mind to, uh, opposing something like this. It's kind of bizarre, but what's not bizarre is that those calls have ceased, and you know, I just like to say, 
on the record that when it is open and it's underway and that tea room is open, I'm buying Rita her first cup of tea. I'm sitting down <laughs> with Rita and having a cup. Well, uh, that that very nice of you. But in the meantime, Sam Smith Warehouse probably going to beat you to it, just providing and buying uh, the dinner. Uh, for each sure. one of the, our today's winners, I would like to announce them. We have uh, wonderful uh, questions, and we have Brian, Rita, Jackie, and Joe who called and shared their opinion. And those are, I, I believe, true uh, community patriots that don't well stay idle on the side, uh, work, so to speak, or don't throw the mud at something they don't understand. And uh, we very grateful for the input and uh, the suggestions that those people provided. Yeah. Definitely. Well, thanks very much. And uh, it's been a great show. All right. We'll talk to you uh, next Saturday. Thank you. <laughs>